the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, you know, today, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining me. You know, it's a busy week. Uh, we got the holiday season, and uh, the old saying, I heard it in church many times, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. So uh, even though we're busy, uh, we still need to remind ourselves to remember, to recollect, uh, to put ourselves in the proper state of mind at the proper time. This is what Like It Matters Radio is all about. Inspiration, education, and application. And by education, I do not mean the learning of mere facts and figures, little quotes. I'm using Albert Einstein's definition. And he called education the training of the mind to think. And so we got to make sure that we're uh, using our noodle, using our noggin. Because if you don't use it, there's atrophy, then you will uh, lose it, right? And so we got to remember why we have this season. What is the reason for the season? And by the way, season is is the great concept. It's uh, kairos, right? Remember the two Greek words for time, uh, chronos and kairos, and chronos is the time on your watch, the time on the sundial, uh, the time allotted in the 24-hour schedule, if you will. Uh, that's chronos, but kairos is the time. You know, uh, Ecclesiastes 3, you know, there's a time to laugh, there's a time to cry, there's a time to, to plant, there's a time to harvest. Those That's kairos. It's a season. It's a dispensation. And so what is the reason for the season? It was the one whose birthday we celebrate at Christmas who said it is better to give than to receive. And let's be honest, isn't uh, Christmas time, isn't Thanksgiving time, isn't our birthday, aren't all those really about generosity, about giving? Now, we get kind of tied up in our birthday, but it's interesting because, uh, you know, we had nothing to do with our birthday. And yet some of you, your greatest uh, accomplishment in life is your birthday. How do I know this? Because you take a month off for it. <laughs> because you want everybody to know it's your special week, it's your special month. You know you had absolutely nothing to do with your birthday, right? <laughs> uh, we get gifts on our birthday. And yet it is on Christmas, the the incarnation, if you, I call it his birthday, but the incarnation of Jesus. We don't give gifts to Jesus. We get gifts. Isn't that interesting? Really, it's about generosity. That's to me, the holidays are about generosity, generosity of spirit, a generosity of resources, generosity of understanding, generosity of forgiveness, of mercy and grace. 
See, our generosity or our desire to give is an attitude. Have you ever thought about that? It's an attitude. It's a choice. It's, it's part of our identity, if you will. Some people, let's be honest, are giving and others are not. Trust me, you'll know when you're around a giver. And there's a lot of takers out there. And that's okay because, you know, uh, you need some takers if you got some givers, right? And just like many other traits, the desire to give, the attitude of generosity has great impact on our works and on our world. Remember, for God so loved that he gave us Christmas. You ever think about that? John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever shall believe in him shall not die but have eternal life. For God so loved that he gave us Christmas. Isn't that interesting? And so today we want to talk about one of the greatest gifts that we can give. Oh, you don't know what that is? Well, let's play a little guessing game. Like a 20 questions. What am I? I am seldom considered, though I do more to influence everything about you than virtually any other thing in your life. I often control the time you get up in the morning, the time you go to sleep, what you eat and drink, and the very thought that runs through your head now. I can make you either happy or sad, loving or hateful, cheerful or remorseful, congenial or spiteful, and in doing so, Control the very capacity that you have for success. No, you don't often think of me, but you know what you do? You blame your problems. Yep. See, you blame your problems on what I create on the shortcomings of others or the state of the economy or your family or a million other reasons. Often at times unable to find anyone else to blame You look for shortcomings within yourself on which to lay the blame. See, when my impact on your life fully is considered in your every thought and action, when you're mindful of my awesome power, when you nurture and groom me for positive use in your life, I can become more contagious than the most prolific disease ever witnessed by man. Matter of fact, my influence will spread to every person you come in contact with groomed and nurtured in a positive manner there will be no person or obstacle that can stand in the way of my success or fail to be impacted for the better what am i why i am your attitude and ladies and gentlemen i want to suggest to you that one of the greatest things that we give people or the greatest curses is our attitude you know i looked up uh uh, don't give me attitude, right? Don't, right on the what is it? What is this? The uh, the English not dictionary? No, it's the uh, what do we call this here? Let's see if I can find it. I put a name. I don't know where it was from. Hold on. So don't give me attitude. Giving attitude. This is what it means. You're a little mf brat that always wants to be right about everything, and you hate when other people tell you what to do. Like female dog. D-A-F-U-C, so you literally do your I ain't doing that stuff, used a fecal matter word, face or say something, heck of bad, said a different word, uh, donkey, because you are such a bad female dog. <laughs> that's from the Urban Dictionary. That's <laughs> And what that is, that's the definition. I couldn't read it on the radio. So this is called giving attitude. That's from the 
Urban Dictionary. Uh, oh my gosh! And, and if I would have read it, John would have been boop beep 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 beep. beep, beep. Right? Jane's got attitude, right? <laughs> See, that's what our attitude is. Our attitude's a choice. Our attitude's a complex mental state involving beliefs and feelings and values and dispositions to act in certain ways. He had the attitude that work was fun. To have an attitude is a little difficult to define. However, it is generally used to mean that you behave somewhat arrogantly or disrespectful. Let me ask you something. What kind of gift is your attitude? And as we look back over this last year, what type of attitude did you bring? Remember, we're reflecting as we slow down for the holiday seasons. Part of the slowdown time is to reflect. It's called look back learning. To take an inventory. Because an unexamined life is not worth living. And so today, we want to take a look to see if we need an attitude adjustment. An attitude is a choice. There's a great book called Man's Search for Meaning by Dick, Dr. Viktor Frankl. You want to know the power of attitude? In, in Auschwitz, while the Nazis controlled it, he came up with the concept of logotherapy. And that concept is having a reason to get through all the heck, all the injustice, all the unfairness, all the improprieties of life. And there's so many. If you don't believe me, read the Bible. The Bible tells you two things. Life ain't no fair. And life is hard. So we got to put our big boy pants, our big girl pants on. And sometimes we got to adjust our attitude. Because you know what? We can't control what happens to us. But we control what happens in us. And our attitude is so strong that it can affect a room. Our attitude is so strong that it can bring people up or down. Our attitude is so strong that we can either be a blessing or a curse. It's entirely up to us. And so today we're going to open the phone lines. I'd love to know about what has changed your attitude over this last year. Was there anything that happened that gave you a stiff attitude adjustment? 651-289-4466. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. 
Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. There's only one option in the Twin Cities to get multiple competitive bids on siding, roofing, or windows without a parade of long-winded, high-pressure salespeople. Set up a free appointment with me today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. Hello, this is Mr. Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, a master trainer for Like It Matters Leadership Training. End-of-the-year giving is a tradition in our great country. For in this season of giving, we realize how blessed we are and how much we can bless others. Like It Matters has a registered nonprofit where we help people of all colors, creeds, religions, and beliefs. At Like It Matters, we have many ministries we fund, in addition to our daily radio show that helps with mental health and personal motivation. We also freely give our life-saving training, and we have ministries around the world. Whether it's an orphanage in Uganda, scientists in India, Christ satisfies ministries in Tampa Bay, or Minneapolis. When we see a need, we meet those needs. Your donations are needed to change lives, to give hope, and to help people know that they matter. Please consider a year-end tax-deductible donation. Go to likeitmatters.net slash nonprofit. That's likeitmatters.net slash nonprofit. May God bless you accordingly. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living live, Like It Matters. It's the one thing we have control over. And that is our attitude. You know, we cannot control what happens to us, but we can control what happens in us. We're so wrapped up in pronouns, may I suggest some prepositional work? You know, it doesn't matter what happens to us. Quit playing the victim. Quit buying in the lies of today's new America that you're a victim. Quit keeping your pound of flesh. Quit it with a record of wrong. Lay it at the cross. Let it be a gift, a gift to yourself. Because forgiveness is never about the other person, ladies and gentlemen. Forgiveness releases the chains from us. The longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts, is more important than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, than successes, than what other people think or say or do. It is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, or a home. The remarkable thing is we have a choice every day regarding the attitude we will embrace for that day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play on the one string we have, and that is our attitude. I'm convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. And so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. One of my favorite quotes by Charles Swindoll, so spot on. And, you know, I, I bring some true therapy. It's one thing I bring is true therapy. Uh, and one thing I learned a long time ago uh, is as much as people beg for the truth, as much as people ask for the truth, as much as people say they want the truth, I got to be honest with you, every time I hear that, I get a little Jack Nicholas stirred up inside of me. John, why don't you share with me what I'm talking about, man? the truth. See, that's just a movie, but Jack got it right. And it's not a shining moment, is it? (laughs) No, we can't handle the truth. It was Jesus Christ who said the truth will set you free, but it was Garfield who added the addendum. But first, it's going to make you miserable. 
And the problem is that most people won't accept the good news. You know why? Because they're not willing to accept the bad news first. And that's really what happens in my training. I get a chance to give people some attitude adjustments. And so I'd love to hear from you. We're going to open up the phone lines. I'll keep talking. I don't need you to call in. But I got a lot of listeners out there been on the radio starting eight years, starting in two weeks. I uh, have a lot of graduates out there. And I want to know just something over the last year. Uh, it doesn't have to be in my training. It doesn't have to be anything to do with me. But have, did you notice a, a shift in attitude? Was there something that happened? Was there a threshold experience that caused you to adjust attitude? Or did you see it in somebody else? And so we're going to open the phone lines up, 651 651- Two eight nine four four six six, and it looks like we got a caller from Shoreview. Let's we'll go to phone line number one. Hey Jim, welcome to Like It Matters. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, Mister Black. How you doing? You know, I'm uh, I'm in need of an attitude adjustment. See, if people knew me, Jim, uh, you do know me. Uh, uh, people would know that a lot of times, uh, what I share with other people is my own struggles. What I share when I'm doing things is things I'm uh, dealing with myself. And so this attitude thing is a big deal. And, and you've been through class. You've sent a lot of people through class. And, and you know, boy, the attitude you bring into that training dictates whether you're going to have success or not. And uh, you've seen people come in my training with terrible attitudes. Uh, you've seen people come in my training with good attitudes. Uh, and if they hold on to their terrible attitude, they're probably not going to be there when you show up on Saturday. But if they're willing to get rid of that attitude, let it go, and trust the process, not only will you see them on Saturday, but you'll see a huge change in their life. And so uh, I assume that's what you're calling in. You've got a few people in your life, including yourself, that's had an attitude adjustment. So what's on your mind? Yeah, so you, yeah, talking about reflection, um, just kind of want to give you a little back history. Like 30 years ago, <clears throat> excuse me, 30 years ago I was really struggling with a – terrible addiction and it, it forced me to sell everything I owned except for a motorcycle and the clothes I had on my back pretty much. And I, I left Minnesota and I went out to California to stay with a friend that offered me a place to stay. And, uh, within a few months I met my now wife, Jenny. And I thought, wow, this is the greatest thing. She's, she's so beautiful. She's so smart. She's so everything that I've always thought of. And then I realized that she was, she was really, really hurting and really, really damaged. And there was so many times that I thought maybe I should just, you know, get out of this while I, while I still can. And I, and I did one, one night I jumped on that motorcycle and I, I revved off and I woke up the whole neighborhood, but I turned around and I went back and I ended up marrying her. And we're we're gonna celebrate. I, I don't know about celebration, but we're gonna have a twenty third anniversary here in May. So we had three kids. Is this the, is this yeah. the Jenny that just went through class? <laughs> it is. It's my current wife. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. Um, three kids bought a home, moved back to Minnesota, and Jenny struggled with her her alcohol addiction. And, and other things. There was more than just that. And I knew that. And Jenny would, uh, very strong person. She would, she would, she would commit to making herself better, I guess. You know, Monday, I'm going to stop. And then it was Monday, I'm going to stop. And Monday, I'm going to stop. And she would stop. And she would do great. And just cold turkey stop. But then she'd start again. And then the Monday thing started 
over again. And I started to think, you know, what if Monday never comes? Mm-hmm. So fast forward to last August, she, she put herself into a treatment. We got her into a treatment, her and or her, myself and uh, her sister. And she did really good in that program. She came out, she was happy. She was, she was on top of it. But then things started to change between her and I. <clears throat> and on Thanksgiving of 2021, I realized that there was somebody else in her life. And it just, it, it pulled every, it pulled the rug right out from under me. And I had it by, in that meantime, I had heard about your program. And I thought maybe, maybe I should do this while she's in treatment so I can better myself, so I can be a better husband when she gets out. And when I when I heard when I, when I found out what I what I now know, you know, I knew that I had to go to your program. So I went, and I and and you said that it was going to be, you know, you didn't make any promises, but this is going to be the best Christmas you've ever had. This last Christmas, twenty twenty one, and it was probably the worst Christmas I ever had. I mean, my wife had left me. And then a few months after that, uh, I had a brother and a sister that died within three days of each other. So it was a, you know, we're, we're looking back at this year and it was a bad, mm-hmm. bad year up, up until, up until just a few weeks, <laughs> up until just a few weeks ago. So throughout that year, like you said, I had, I had, uh, put family members through and I'd always wanted my wife, Jenny, to go through it. In a, for a selfish reason, and that is to maybe get her back, to maybe bring her back to me. And then, and over the year, I realized that that may not happen. So my 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 thinking switched, and it's like I want to do this so that I can set her free. And she always resisted going for whatever reason. She was, I'm good, you know, I don't need it. And then recently, you know, the the last class that you had, she she contacted me and because I had told her a month earlier, she told me give you give her a lot of lead time so I can make arrangements at work. And she called me and she said, "You know what? I think I'm ready to go." And I had I didn't know anything about what was going on. She didn't live with me for the year. But I could I could tell that uh something wasn't right. And she did go, and she 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 thrived in your class, and it was so great to see her on her graduation. And a few nights after that, I uh, I got up in the middle of the night, something woke me up, and I I texted her a message, and I'd like to share that message with your yeah, with yeah, your listeners. Please, we got, yeah, we got two minutes left, so go ahead and share it, please. I want to hear it. Well, I got I, I got her response too as well. Are we able to do it on the other side? Yeah, but no. write your te- share your text first, and then we'll okay. get the response afterwards. So, this is what I wrote to her. I, uh, when I first met you, I believed in you. When I jumped on that motorcycle and sped off and then returned, I believed in you. When you thought you were on top of the world, I believed in you. Each time you hit bottom, I still believed in you. When I was too blind to recognize my many shortcomings, I believed in you. When my world, when you left and my world was turned upside down and I felt completely hopeless, I believed in you. When you said that you trusted me enough to go to leadership and give it everything you had, I believed in you. 
when I prayed to God over the years that one day you would see what I've always seen and ask the Lord that one day you would see it too, I believed in you. To be in that room and then witness the power of you was so amazing. It was then that I knew that my prayer was answered. I'm so very proud of you, Jenny, not just because you made it through those 48 hours, but because you never gave up on yourself over the years. And you always knew that one day you would believe in yourself enough and make the commitment to begin to solve your puzzle. You know as well as I do that walking out of that classroom is only the beginning. Truly the best days of your life are ahead of you, and I couldn't be happier for you. Now go show the world to Jenny I've always believed in. Oh, wow. Well, uh, the emotion is so raw. And, Jim, we're getting ready to go to a hard break. But here's the cool thing. Jenny came in there with a terrible attitude. Terrible attitude. She thought I was going to make her feel shame. She thought I was going to make her feel guilt. But what she realized, that wasn't my purpose. And once she shifted her attitude, her life changed. And that's what we're talking about today on Like It Matters Radio, an attitude adjustment. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the, the answer to prayers uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is March 30th through April 1st. Details at likeitmatters.net. Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio on Freedom 1570. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerisline, our guests like bow hunting expert Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick Sharon Saylor. Sundays at 8 a.m. on Freedom 1570. It's Outdoor News Radio. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Hello, this is Mr. Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, a master trainer for Like It Matters Leadership Training. End of the year giving is a tradition in our great country. For in this season of giving, we realize how blessed we are and how much we can bless others. Like It Matters has a registered nonprofit where we help people of all colors, creeds, religions, and beliefs. At Like It Matters, we have many ministries we fund, 
In addition to our daily radio show that helps with mental health and personal motivation, we also freely give our life-saving training, and we have ministries around the world. Whether it's an orphanage in Uganda, scientists in India, Christ satisfies ministries in Tampa Bay or Minneapolis. When we see a need, we meet those needs. Your donations are needed to change lives, to give hope, and to help people know that they matter. Please consider a year-end tax-deductible donation. Go to likeitmatters.net slash nonprofit. That's likeitmatters.net slash nonprofit. May God bless you accordingly. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and I love hearing from our listeners. And I had uh, someone chime in saying, it's just a stage phone call. Nope. Uh, told Jim, uh, Jim and I are friends, but I told him what we're talking about today. And I said, I'm going to open the phone lines up if you want to call in, call in. So I don't know what he was going to talk about. Because I know a lot about their life, uh, uh, Jim. See, that's what happens in my training. I get a chance to play big in people's lives. Uh, but it takes a lot of courage. It took a lot of courage for Jim to go through my training. Uh, it took a lot of courage for Jim to send other people to his training. My, I mean, he had a son that quit my training. Uh, he had a sister who basically quit and had people who wanted to show up that wouldn't show up. And these are one of them is a police officer that doesn't have the courage to go. And so it's about courage. You know, Teddy Roosevelt's quote on courage was so powerful. It's not the critic who counts. It's not the man who points out how the strong man stumbled or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the person who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood and who strives valiantly, who errs and comes up short again and again, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, and spends themselves in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if they fail, at least they fail while daring greatly, so that their place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither defeat nor victory. That was written by Teddy Roosevelt, the Rough Rider. And uh, anybody that's living their life like they matter is going to tell you that's a rough ride. And so we have a graduate, a listener. Uh, he was a listener first, then became a graduate. Now he's a friend. So let's welcome back Jim uh, to Like It Matters Radio. Again, Jim, uh, your emotion was beautiful. I had a couple people chiming in thinking that we staged this. No. No, uh, I didn't know what you were going to say. I, I, you sent me the text that you had sent me, but I said, no, if you want to call in, I said, call in after 10, uh, 10 minutes after, I'll open the phone lines up, and, have an, and there you are, you, you, you called in. So I spent the weekend with Jenny. Jenny came in there with a terrible attitude because of what she thought. See, she had judged me. She had judged me like I was going to be a lot of other men in her life that I was going to get what I needed from her, that I was going to shame her, make her guilty, uh, make her feel bad about herself. Uh, and so she came in with a chip on her shoulder because of all the pain uh, that uh, has been a part of her life in the past. And once she realized that that was not my modus operandi, once she realized that that was not my intent, she had to make the conscious choice to change her attitude, to change her belief system, to change her mindset when she came to my class. And to God's glory, and to show you how much she does respect you, she chose to change. Uh, and her life is forever changed. And so you sent the text. Uh, you read it to us with emotion beforehand. You had a lot of my listeners in tears. I would love to hear 
Jenny's response, if you don't mind. Yeah, this is this is the, the what I woke up to the next morning, and uh, it, it 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 just says, it says Jim, I I know that I resisted, not just for leadership class, but for most of my life. I know that you are the one person in my life that has never given up on me, even in times that you probably should have. I am for, forever grateful for you. You've given me so much and always saw what I have not. Now it's my turn to shine and see what you have. Mm-hmm. Walk into rooms now. I am completely different. Person. My head is high, my heart is full, and I believe in myself. It's a pretty amazing place to be able to really, really like yourself. My eyes are forward. No more looking back. Now let's get those kids back on track. And then she ends with, I miss you. And we haven't, we haven't communicated, we haven't communicated for a, for a full year. Not, not, not other than to, to point fingers and to, to not be nice to each other. That was, that was the kindest thing she's, she said to me. And, and I can't remember when, you know, it's just so beautiful. And, and the reflection of the year, it, it was, like I said, it was a horrible year, but maybe not so much. Yeah. I think it's going to. I think, I think it's going to turn out that it's a good, a great year. Yeah, and that's what Romans eight twenty eight is. God causes all things to work for the good for those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose. I know you love God. Your walk with God has been a big adjustment. You know, you you were raised in like I was Catholic, and uh, it seems that you had a homecoming through awakening. And and Jenny, and again, our class is not a religious class. You know that it's a it's not religion at all, but it's a it's a spiritual class. And Jenny actually committed her life uh, to walking with Jesus Christ. And as a matter of fact, I just saw, I got her Bible. Her Bible's on its way, so you can tell her. I just got word from uh, ChristianBooks.com that uh, her Bible is on the way. When people accept Christ in our training, recommit to God, we actually give them a personalized Bible uh, and send it to them. So let Jenny know that it's on its way. Uh, she might actually have it before Christmas, which would be a great, great Christmas present. And by the way, it's going to your house. When I asked her for her physical address, she gave me your house. So... Just food for thought there, brother. All right, man. I got a radio show to do. I got to get off this radio, off this phone. So God bless you, my friend, and we'll talk soon, okay? Yeah, God bless you, too, and uh, thank you for taking my call, Scott, and uh, Merry Christmas uh, to you and your family. Okay. All right, buddy. You, too. Give my best to Jenny and the family. Bye-bye. You know, ladies and gentlemen, attitude. You know, what is attitude? Attitude is a feeling or opinion about something or someone or a way of behaving that is caused by this, right? I mean, what's this? And this can be anything. Remember when Jesus Christ was being crucified, he said seven things on the cross. And the first thing he said is, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Remember the study of transactional analysis, which was Dr. Eric Burns' way to put the complex field of communication, and psychotherapy, psychology into layman's terms. And if you think about what communication is, Dr. Burns said it's a stimulus and response. That's a transaction. That is the essence of communication. But when you understand how our maker, how our manufacturer made us, that God made our minds six times faster than we can talk. So you got to get this. And God also made us to a way that we are creatures on autopilot. And so when we come upon a problem, we automatically go to what we know. The whole left side of your brain is where you store things. Uh, you can tell a man's religion in time of despair. When you squeeze a sponge, the only thing that can come out of him was what's in them. See, our past dictates uh, how we show up in the current place. Don't you get it? 
Everything we do or do not do is driven by belief system. This is why be careful what you hold on to. Be careful of the record or wrong you're keeping. Be careful of the pound of flesh you're carrying around. Why? Because it becomes the narrative. It becomes the filter. It becomes the frame to which you respond. And so what happens is we all have three channels. This is a study of neurolinguistic programming. We have the visual channel where we see things. We have the auditory channel where we hear things. We have the uh, kinesthetic channel where we experience things, either tactilely or emotionally. So if you think about experience, experience has five factors. It's our senses, things we see, things we hear, things we experience, things we smell, things we taste. Every single memory you have of the millions of them are all quantified in the senses. We have, our brain is a sensory-based organ. We are sensory-based creatures. Uh, and so you got to understand this. And so what happens is when someone says something or does something to us, uh, we are creatures of habit. We have a history, his story, her story. We have a history. And so what we do is we go to what we know. Because the mind is six times faster than we can talk, someone says something or does something, we go to what we know. So we see something from our past. We say something from our past or we speak to ourselves about that past. Or we feel something, an anchor, a, a tinge, a, a, a response, a stimulant to the stimulus. And then we respond. See, we're not responding to what that other person says or does. We're responding to our narrative about it, our attitude. This is where attitude comes in. This is where attitude comes in. This is why you got to understand. And attitude is a, a belief system. It's a feeling or opinion about something or someone in a way of behaving that is caused by this. And this is a whole bunch of different things. And attitude is a subtle way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. I just talked about one thing I get blessed with. I get to meet people like Jim and Ginny all the time all over the world. And they come in, what I do is hard. And if you come in with a crappy attitude, if you come in with a victim mindset, and they do that. Why? Because we are conditioned to play the victim now. We get our DNA tested to see what percentage of a victim we are. And two opposing things cannot share the same space and time. It cannot be day and night at the same time. You cannot be a victim and grateful at the same time. You cannot feel sorry for yourself and feel grateful at the same time. And if you are a child of God, if you are, have unmerited favor... If you are a child of God by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone, studying the Bible alone, the five solas of the Reformation, then how can you claim victim status on anything? Yeah, you could have been victimized. Jesus Christ was beaten. Jesus Christ was wrongfully accused. Jesus Christ was lied about. But Jesus Christ was not a victim. Was he victimized? Absolutely. Was he treated poorly? Absolutely. Was he treated legally? Absolutely. Was he treated improperly? Absolutely. Was he a victim? No, he was not a victim. He was incarnated for that sole purpose. Remember in the garden, he says, Daddy, he said three times, Daddy, I don't want to do this. If there's any other way, any other way to what? To redeem mankind, to reconcile a fallen man to a holy God. And this is the beginning. You got to get this. Christmas is the beginning of if there's any other way. And God, the Father's response was silence. And daddies, you know what that means. When you've told your kids something and they ask again and you already said it, you say nothing. And there's so much power in that silence. Three times Jesus begged God the Father, if this cup can pass, I don't want to do this, but not my will be done but yours. 
if what? If the birth of Christ, because it was only through the birth of Christ, the incarnation, that we got the death and resurrection of Christ. And so what are we celebrating on Christmas? We're celebrating a good attitude, the joy laid before Christ that he could reconcile a fallen man to a holy God. What's your joy? And can I suggest it starts with an attitude adjustment. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. It's a look at today's most compelling stories and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Hello, this is Mr. Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, a master trainer for Like It Matters Leadership Training. End of the year giving is a tradition in our great country. For in this season of giving, we realize how blessed we are and how much we can bless others. Like It Matters has a registered nonprofit where we help people of all colors, creeds, religions, and beliefs. At Like It Matters, we have many ministries we fund. In addition to our daily radio show that helps with mental health and personal motivation, we also freely give our life-saving training, and we have ministries around the world. Whether it's an orphanage in Uganda, scientists in India, Christ satisfies ministries in Tampa Bay or Minneapolis. When we see a need, we meet those needs. Your donations are needed to change lives, to give hope, and to help people know that they matter. Please consider a year-end tax-deductible donation. Go to likeitmatters.net slash nonprofit. That's likeitmatters.net slash nonprofit. May God bless you accordingly. Back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. Yes, 
you're hearing a lot of uh, commercials about our end of the year giving. We need your money. Uh, nothing personal. You know, a lot of you have listened to the show, and uh, I'm a sec- you know, uh, I help you clean up your stinking thinking. I, there's a lot of benefit to this radio show. We need your funding. A lot of things out there funded that are, are crap, uh, take away, but we, we pour into people. We never let money be a reason why they go to our training or not. It's a, the class is uh, going up to $2,500. haven't raised the price in over a decade. So right now it's 2000 It goes up $2,500 to $2,500 uh, starting the 31st. It's, I'm not squeezing. I'm just being honest with you. But we help anybody, whether they have money or not. And so, you know, a lot of people, uh, they listen to this radio show, go to my training, and they tell how this training's changed their life. I mean, listen to the friends I just shared. You know, I met Jim, a listener, on the radio. He listened to me for a year. Life uh, happened. He needed some help, went to my training, uh, and now his wife went to my training about a year later, uh, and there's hope in such a terrible situation, and now there's hope. Uh, And we do that every day. I can give you thousands of stories like that. So, uh, yeah, some of you uh, would never think to take my class, but you're getting benefits. So we could use your tax-deductible dollars. Uh, A lot of people tithe this. We send out scripture daily. I pastor thousands of people every day. You can go to wayofwarrior.blog. Uh, I'm here to serve. I know why I'm here. Uh, and, you know, someone that's very well known is Beethoven. But a lot of people don't know the pain and the hurt in Beethoven's life. And I got this article, the story from Stories, Analogies, and Metaphors about Leadership uh, by John, James Adonis. And when, when Beethoven was 26, he started to lose his hearing. Now, of course, he could be very bitter and angry, right, which he did get that way. It began as a ring in his ears uh, that got worse and worse until he was almost completely deaf. It became so bad that the only way he could communicate with his friends was by getting them to write down what they were saying in a book into which he would write his reply. Beethoven's devastation over what was happening to him led him to live alone in an Austrian town where he spent time contemplating suicide. And yet he persevered. In letters penned to his brothers, he wrote that he remained committed to his work because, and this was, he had a why, because he saw his art as something that had to survive, even if it meant enduring the heartache of not hearing his audience applaud. It seemed unthinkable for me to leave the world forever before I'd produce all that I felt called upon to produce. This is the essence of logotherapy. This is what Dr. Viktor Frankl wrote uh, in the book, Man's Search for Meaning. And this is why we can always change our attitude. We, we cannot control what happens to us. And so in this article, uh, it says that, so in the face of pain and struggle, Beethoven miraculously continued to compose music. In fact, some of his most brilliant and famous work emerged during the period that his deafness was at its most severe. Truly magnificent pieces, like his Symphony Number no. 9. The reason Beethoven was able to continue so resolutely in the application of his craft can be attributed to his reason why. See, he had to focus his entire attitude, his entire on his purpose. And it's often said that when the why is big enough, the how will take care of itself. And it was actually Nietzsche that said, he who has a why can bear almost any how. See, that's the ability of an attitude adjustment. You can get your focus off your how and get it on your why. See, in Beethoven's case, the why was the influence his music had on the world. And by the way, this has been proven uh, empirically 
psychology, uh, I think it was Ohio State University, had a group of psychologists. In a number of experiment, experiments, researchers discovered that people who considered their why had a reason. Uh, they performed a challenging task. They were more likely to persevere to get it done. Uh, but however, in comparison, those who focus only on how to do it were more likely to give up. See, this is what, why you got to go to your reason why. You know, we just talked about this great thing about, you know, making friends with Jim and w- with uh, um, Ginny. But, you know, I, I, I'm i just part of company with a, a guy who had become a friend, a guy, again, who listened to, listened on my radio for three years, suicidal. My radio show saved his life. And then he went through my training, took on a huge, I mean, huge impact. I've been doing life caddy work with him for three years. And over a year ago, I met a woman, which, uh, man, I just knew that woman. You know, I always tell people, when the devil shows up, people, he doesn't show up as a dude in a red suit. For a lot of us men, he's going to show up as a woman who's going to make you go, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. And boy, once you go, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, it's hard to say no to anything. Why do you think God says, save the ooh, ooh, ah, ahs till after marriage? That way you can get along with each other when you're not having the ooh, ooh, ah, ahs. Because if you do the ooh-ooh-ah-ahs before you say the I do's, then everything becomes about the ooh-ooh-ah-ahs. And when the ooh-ooh-ah-ahs aren't ooh-ooh or ah-ah, now what? Yeah. That's why I said the number one cause for divorce is marriage. Because people say I do, but they mean I'll try. People say I do, but they mean I'll give it a test drive. See how it works out. And so... You know, I had to part company with a guy who I considered a friend because his fiance is going to be his wife. Is just she was not brought by the God of the Bible to him. She was brought by a God to her, but of this world, she's bitter. She's a hater. As a matter of fact, this guy who supposedly we, we, he and I were getting close together. We would talk about God. He used to get my daily text about a year and a half ago. Stopped getting my daily text. Met this lady. And all of a sudden, it started becoming more new age, more new age, more new age as he shows up to Sunday every day, every Sunday. It's just crazy. And so at some point, you got to decide, is this healthy? Is this getting me closer to who I'm supposed to be? i got a lot of people that want my time. A lot of people want to be my best friend. So someone who disrespects me, even Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? He said, if you, if you love me, you'd keep my commandments. Don't call him Lord, or maybe call him God. Even the devil knows that he's God. But to call him Lord, to call him Savior, to call him Messiah. See, we live in a world today where the attitude is that good things happen automatically, but bad things are someone else's fault. See all this Black Lives Matter and CRT, that's the, all this racist stuff that we're teaching people to hate each other. We're teaching people to see race. That's all they care about. It's the opposite of Dr. King's. It's an attitude. All the good stuff that happens to these people of color, that's them. But all the bad stuff is somebody else's fault. Now, that's pretty, a pretty crappy attitude. Good things happen automatically. But bad things are somebody else's fault. See, that's the attitude. It's a mindset. And there's really two mindsets. There's the attitude that there's a worldview uh, that there is a God, and there's a worldview that there isn't a God. And that's really what it comes down to, the two great attitudes. That's what God's separating right now. And so this Christmas time, as you celebrate Christmas, which attitude do you possess? And do you need a, an attitude adjustment? Do you really think you're just here? You're just a squirrel working to get your nut, and then you die and it's over? Really? That's it? Uh-uh. If you think this is your best life now, if you're buying into that lie, uh, 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 
you're crazy because if this is my best life now, I want money, my money back, right? It's your attitude is your mindset. It's your frame. It's your narrative. And we need an attitude adjustment. America used to be a Christian nation. In other words, we followed after the principles of the God of the Bible. Our entire judiciary system was built upon the Ten Commandments. That's why I love the, one of my favorite books is by Thomas Sowell. It's called A Conflict of Visions. Uh, it was originally published, I mean, in 1987. We're talking about almost 40 years ago, 35 years ago. How prescient. And in Sowell's opening chapter, he attempts to answer the question of why the same people tend to be political adversaries on issue after issue. See, and he says the root of these conflicts are the visions. And he separates them as two. And I, I, there is one race, ladies and gentlemen, the human race. But I'll give you two races if you're going to say those that are children of God and those that are children of the world. There's your two races. And so, so calls it the visions. And he says that there's, there's this constrained vision and this unconstrained vision. And the, 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 the two visions or the intuitive feelings that people have about human nature, their different visions imply radically different consequences. See, that's the attitude. One has the attitude, there is a God and I'm not him. And the other one is, uh, no, man is God. We become our own God and we become perfect. The entire book is talking about these two visions, the constrained and the unconstrained vision, which are thought to capture opposite ends of the continuum of political thought. The book has been published both with and without the subtitle, Ideological Origins and Political Struggle. See, the unconstrained vision is argues the unconstrained vision relies heavily on the belief that human nature is essentially good, that man can fix it. And here's the problem. Man's the problem. The constrained vision, Sal argues, that the constrained vision relies heavily on the belief that human nature is essentially unchanging and that man is naturally inherently self-interested regardless of the best intentions. And see, that's the map of reality. That's the ultimate attitude. And at Christmas time today, I want to ask you, is your belief system, is your attitude, worldview, is it a blessing to people or a curse? My worldview, that there is a God and I'm not him, is what has allowed thousands, tens of thousands to change their lives and live it like they matter. This Christmas time, let's have an attitude adjustment. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. C.S. Lewis once said, Education without values seems to make man a more clever devil. A Christian education is the solution to this problem and can be yours for half price for your child's first year. TwinCitiesTuitions.com and area schools are working together to make this a reality for families just like yours. Now you can equip your child with the knowledge and moral foundation needed for them to make an impact in today's world. To see the full list of participating half-off tuition institutions, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. After nearly three decades on the sidelines as an Emmy Award-winning reporter, Michelle Tafoya is now coaching us through today's insanity. Check out Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tafoya for her unique and sane perspective. You'll hear from players, coaches, subject matter experts, and key players in the political sphere. Stream Sideline Sanity with our MVP, Michelle Tafoya, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.